podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So it's uh, all for play for still? I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi, Valens, and welcome to Further Love of Paul McGrath Podcast. I hope you can hear me because I can't hear me, and that's always worrying. Um, reports of my untimely demise were wide of the mark. I am very much alive and kicking after this, uh, after the, the, the stag I was just on. I'm delighted to be able to come to you guys and to give you the post-match podcast for Chelsea nil, Aston Villa 1 in what, I can, what must be said is a, a win that was needed. It was a, a obviously you you could say that well in a way he isn't vindicated for for picking a, a lesser team for the um for the Legia Warsaw game but um we've gotten the result we wanted in the Premier League and uh, yeah as I say Ollie Watkins being on the score sheet as well was just absolutely fantastic so all in all a lot of good uh, positives for Aston Villa today I do have my assistant producer here in the background with me so if you do hear any. Any noise? It's from uh, it's from her, um, and she's mad for Aston Villa as well. We've just been watching the Aston Villa game here on on the big screen. Um, Paddy's going to join us in a moment, I think. Although he's just messaged me, um, just messaged me, so I, uh, I better just check that to see. Uh, are you going? Out? Are you going afterwards? No. Yes, I am, Paddy. <laughs> Uh, sorry there, we should have really just messaged him beforehand. Um, but uh, yeah, some really good performances out there. Uh, some really, really good performances I thought from Aston Villa. Ezri Kanza today was outstanding. Absolutely brilliant on first viewing. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. Um, really, a lot of, lot, of, lot of hard work done in the middle of midfield today and by the wingers. Um, you know, I think that the midfield worked very well today. I was very critical of them uh, in midweek, but I think uh, against a, a Chelsea midfield that had two one hundred million pound players in it, um, Douglas Louise was the best midfielder on show today. I thought. Um, really good performance. Doc Camara was quite good. I thought the spacing between midfield and defence was good, and I thought the attackers, albeit we we tried to own the ball at times in the first half, the attackers um, had to live off scraps. And yes, Chelsea got in behind us quite a lot. Sterling had uh, quite a good game and he was um, uh, he terrorised Dina for, at times down that left-hand side and they did look to get in behind us, uh, behind our left-back. Um, Emmy Martinez stood up strong and stood up tall today and made some really, really good saves. Uh, Paddy is here. Going to bring him in. Paddy, how's things? Aston Villa nil, Chelsea, or Aston Villa won Chelsea nil. What's your, what's your thoughts? Well, look, by any means necessary is, is how you beat the big six. We've done it today with with, uh, with absolutely no help from anybody. Um, we like, well, <laughs> the referee got plenty wrong today, and I actually believe he got the red card wrong, in my opinion. But anyway, we'll get to that in a bit. But no, look, think, yeah. much, much better performance, much better performance across the board. We kept it, we kept it tight early on. There was very little risk taken early on. We had that. We had the measure of them with the offsides. I lost count of the amount of off offsides they've had. Just every ball is in the top. Yeah. They were offside. So very, very well done. Uh, just time to move on from Thursday night now and push on into midweek and get and get some uh, get some on the board for uh, 
for Wednesday night, get some more uh, minutes in the tank for some other players. But uh, very, very happy, albeit um, a little bit worried when I saw 11 minutes go up. I just, I just thought anything was possible at that stage. Yeah, and we were the beneficiary of a 10-minute uh, injury time spell last week. You know, you just felt that maybe the footballing gods would would roll reverse it for Aston Villa. And they did have chances, Chelsea did, in that in, in that injury time yep. period. Um, you know, from free kicks and from deliveries. Um, but Villa stood resolute. And that, that brings me back to, I mentioned that Ezri Kanza was absolutely outstanding today. I thought he was brilliant um, on first viewing. Yeah, uh, we'd, be, we'd be lost without him. The same with Emmy Martinez. Absolutely outstanding as well today. Um, some very questionable uh, work from the the cameramen and what they wanted us to see and what they wanted us to talk about. I thought it was a bit weird, but uh, yeah, didn't didn't show enough replays for me. And we're, we're all about we're all about Chelsea. At, at times, I thought I was watching Chelsea TV. Mm. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. I thought it was Chelsea TV as well. I must say, yeah. I didn't mind the comment. I didn't mind the commentary. I thought the commentary was okay, but as you say, it was very, very, very Chelsea centric. Um, was Chelsea being the home team? You know, you see that an awful lot in American sports. Whenever the home team is playing, they more or less get to pick the announcers, and uh, they do time time after time they do favor the home team when they're speaking because obviously um you know more audience and stuff like that uh would tune in 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 home areas in, in the states well, that's, but that's absolutely yeah. no doubt in my mind that if an akoku was brought up a chelsea fan before he played for wimbledon that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> i'd say yeah i've no doubt in my mind either after listening to that game as well but um emmy martinez paddy emmy martinez looked like he was back to his best today he made some really good saves was assured um marshall things at the back especially when we we're trying to play out um, I thought he was very good as well. Um, but as I say, big, big praise goes to Ezra Kanza, Amy Martinez and Douglas Luiz for me, three best players in the field. I thought the Abbey didn't see much of the ball. I, there was times I forgot no. he was in the game until he, yep. until he slid the ball through to Ali Watkins uh, to, for, for the goal. I actually went, oh, he's still on. you know. And that's not a criticism. It just shows that it was difficult for our forward line to get into it. I thought Zaniolo had much more of an effect on the game when he played. Um, and it was great to see Ali Watkins score that goal. Uh, straight through uh, from an impossible angle and through um, Spanish Bob's legs. Uh, I thought it was fantastic for him to get a goal and hopefully he moves on and pulls on from there as well. Yeah, it, it was important that he got a goal. I think I think I said it in the in the team sheet tantrum. Would love to. Uh, it, it's vital that our strikers are scoring goals. Um, he said the Abbey was quiet. Wally Watkins was very quiet and very ineffectual for a lot of the game, but. Got the chance, albeit a second bite of the cherry, got the goal. So hopefully he can push on now and take that hex off him and, and uh, get a few goals next week and the week after and go on one of his runs that we could badly yeah. do with getting some uh, getting some um, points on the board and, and pushing ourselves up the table with, with so much going on in, in Europe and Carabao Cup games and all that stuff coming up. Yeah, and, uh, you know, as you mentioned, hopefully he does go on a run. Like, it's uh, even as I've said before, he is a streaky player scoring that goal against the team today, but also, more importantly, I think, for the whole team itself, uh, scoring a goal today against, uh, you know, you know, a, a team full of stars that ha aren't clicking, albeit they aren't clicking. I thought they were pretty good in defence today. Um, like I said it before, and Thiago Silva is, like, it's it's incredible the level of football he's playing at the, still at 39 years of age. And I like the sassy as well. Um I like I like to look at him, but uh, well done to Watkins and and also the team needed this away win as well. I think we were winless in our seven previous away games, right. you know. So getting an away win was was um, very important for us at the end of last season. 
sorry, getting away points was very important for us at the end of last season when we went on our huge run. Now let's go on our run again today. We've 12 points from, from 18. We're sitting in sixth position, I think, in the league. Um, Six, and, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, as I say, who's to say we, we can't go on a run? Um, I know that wins lift all boats, Paddy, but if we were to win 1-0 like that, um, you know, for the rest of the season, obviously we'd have a fantastic season, but I don't think anybody would complain. Um, I'm not on the on the, the, the side of things. I think the game was scrappy, but I think Aston Villa had had a game plan. I think we even before the red card, I think we were we were executing our game plan better than they were. They had one tactic, and that was to go over over Dina's head. Um, and I think if we were to play a team like Arsenal and and Sacco is to play out, out on that wing, I think. I think we, we would need to look at maybe going yeah. at the back in that That's instance awesome. there because yeah. I would be worried for for teams with, with other players. Um I thought Mudrick was going was, was good for them today until he was taken off. There was a couple of times he 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 burst forward. But go back and talk about their midfield, you know, Moise Casado and, and, and Enzo um uh, Fernandez. Did, and, and Gallagher, I thought Gallagher actually played the best out of the three of those, you know, and then there's, there's what, 240, 220 million worth of midfielder there with him. Um, yeah, like, like oh, we, were, we were able to deal with their midfield today, I thought. We were able to, and it was, it was a big platform for us. Yeah, look, the, the, there's there's very few negatives uh, in in any of the performances today. Um, I don't think there's anybody we can really question. I thought the front three were quieter than I would have hoped. But that that's about the the limit of what you can do. I thought Kamara played played okay. I thought Douglas Louise was absolutely excellent. Um, I thought that, like even you know even down to Den Donker and and Tielemans coming in the end just to stop that ball coming through the middle. Everything was going mm. out wide. We just we just had their number today. Um, but look, we talk about the elephant in the room now that we've actually won a match at at, at which a referee can't count the time on his watch. Um. And was very, very poor and very, very one-sided, I thought. And I was surprised to see the, the Chelsea fans give him a, a bad time because he let he let some go. Like, even down to the last, one of the last plays there, uh, Sterling controls the ball with his hand to, to go by Douglas Louise, and he completely misses it. Completely misses yeah. it. Just Yeah, he gives like, a handball against Duran because Duran kicked it off his shoulder. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah, and, 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 and I, thought, I, th I thought they were going to score from that. Like I was there. This is exactly something that happens, Villa. A free that shouldn't be a free. That isn't overturned. Couldn't have possibly VAR. seen it. Couldn't no. have possibly seen it. No. And a few, and a few, a few minutes later, a few minutes earlier, to stop us going through on goal when we're two v one, and go yeah, back, yeah. go back for the yellow card. So if this, if this, like, I, I for years have, have wanted. Um, foreign referees to come into the Premier League and show them how it's done. If this is the standard of what they're importing from foreign leagues, I'm sorry, the problem is at the top because these guys are coming in and being told what to do. They're not being they're, they're not being told to do their interpretation of the laws. They're being told that the interpretation of the laws must favour certain clubs. And I have no doubt in my mind that they're making an absolute bollocks of this. And it's time for Howard Webb to either put up or shut up or, or leave the building because he's a great man for coming on and saying, oh, yeah, excellent decision here, poor decision there. No, that's, that, that, this has to stop. Now, mm. I, I, I got the impression there from what I said, you don't believe me or you don't agree with me, but I think it's questionable whether he got that red card decision right either. The, the, guy, the guy was stupid and going off his feet. I didn't think mm. he needed to go off his feet, but was it, was it a, a red card is questionable. And look, if it was for us, I'd be, I'd be 
pissed off and I have to look at it that way. And for that reason, I, I thought a yellow card would have been fair. But look, he, he, he made he it was the guy in the VAR box that made that decision for him. I, I yep. think he was arguing his arguing his case there when he went to the, the screen. And I don't think there was any doubt when he went to the screen that he would have had to give it because he like mm. they're obviously seeing whatever amount of angles before he got there. Yeah, yeah, I, I do, I do think it was a raid. I, I would have, like, I would have been annoyed if it, it was given against Aston Villa. But the thing is, it would have been given if it was a Villa player as well. So I suppose the fairness side of things there, that, that's that's why I was okay with it. Um, I don't think Chelsea players were too upset by it. You know, he does kind of go in rashly. He connects with an awful part of the foot, and uh, I like in. When it's slowed down, it does look worse. And look, it went in our favour, and that was the turning point for us. I thought it was a nil-all draw all day long before that, and that's a turning point for us. Watkins then is given a small bit more freedom. The sassy comes out into the right-hand side. Uh, Silva and and Colwell, Colwell play through the centre, and they bring on uh, Chilwell. Then that means they have to bring off. Was it Mudrick? I think they brought off there for Chilwell mm. to come on. So it was. Uh, it really stopped them attacking both flanks and it meant that they were really only going to go down the, the their right hand side afterwards so it was a turning point and look I'm absolutely delighted that it was yeah. that it happened for Aston Villa as well um, two, two other things as well the, the the yellow card for Luca Dean in the first half oh it was shocking well yeah well, it was shocking. you could see you see John McGinn made a point because he knew the camera was on him of saying so you're telling me he hit him with his elbow in the face yeah. yet you're giving the yellow card the way and he said it twice and the referees mm. they're going yeah 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 and as for Raheem Sterling, he's a horrible little shit. He left he left the boot in there at the, on on Martinez and ran away. Never checked was he okay? Didn't give a shit. It wasn't a deliberate stamp, but he knew exactly what he fucking done, and he should have checked on the well being of the player after doing it. It's just mm. that's just the kind of person he is. I don't like him whatsoever, and it, it, I love to see him on the losing end. <laughs> had he been shot out of a cannon there uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah look 12 points from 12 points from 6 games a tough away fixture I'm just trying to bring up the, the upcoming fixtures the Villa have um, Alf, Alfie uh, makes a, a great point here we, we, we never yes, used to win against 10 men we used to win against 10 yeah. men yeah, yeah you could see actually I want, a point I wanted to make number one I want to get to an Emery's suit jacket uh, if the show, if the club shop started selling suit jackets with the with the the crest on it, I'd buy one in the morning. I thought it a class, um, and that should just be our crest going forward. Um, but I thought I, I think uh, Unai Emery was um, you could see how much it meant to him. He was really animated throughout the whole. I know he's animated in every game, but you could see there where Dunker and Duran were were sauntering back to come up to to be brought on, and it's just like two minutes to go in, in normal time, and he was screaming at them to come on, come on, come on. You know, he knew the significance of winning this game away from home, considering that we have uh, we've got some games, uh, we've got Brighton um, at home. Then we're going to have Wolves at home. We've oh, sorry, Wolves away, West Ham at home, and then Luton and Forest and uh, and Fulham. So bring us up there to the middle of November. So like, there's some winnable games there. And yes, some of the points that we've dropped uh, against teams that we wouldn't have been expected to beat, the likes of Liverpool and Newcastle, we would we would have expected to put in good, better performances there. But then to go out and, and, and have this this uh, this performance and this win against Chelsea, I think, is very important for the team. You could see Unai Emery. I think Unai Emery will sleep soundly tonight. I think in that dressing room, he will have lots of congratulations for people who followed the process and the system unselfishly today. And uh, I think that was the difference against, against Warsaw. We didn't see the system being followed uh, in midfield. We saw a bit of openness in midfield. And, um, you know, we saw the result. We shipped goals. 
and mm. against a team that had had a wealth of attacking talent and midfield talent out there today, we really shut that part of the field down. And uh, and I think they can be proud of it. I think if you're handing out a match ball um, to to a collective group, midfield were absolutely brilliant today. I thought. Yeah, um, Kieran um, said when was the last time we beat Chelsea twice in the trot? Thirty yeah. years ago, apparently. And uh, wow. I did see a video of Christian Porzlow in the crowd today uh, singing. Uh, Christian Borslow went to, went to Spain, Spain. <laughs> in a Lamborghini, yeah. singing it himself. Anyway, yeah. he's he's entitled <laughs> to be there as a fan if he wants us Absolutely. to win. He's quite entitled to be there. Yeah. Um, look, I think I think I think today is is vital in the aging of this team and and the maturing of it that they can come back after Thursday night and everybody be so downbeat and yet go and put in that performance and beat one of the perceived big six, and uh, albeit that three of the new big six are, are behind us in the league in Man U, mm. Newcastle, uh, Ch- uh, Chelsea. Um, we're, we're very close. We're only two points behind Arsenal, I think, as well. So um, we're, we're not going away anywhere. So we've got a good run of games. If we can get points on the board, we can stay in around those those top six places and really push on from last season. The, the players are there. We, I do believe we're a couple of players short. I'm broken record saying that. But with with another couple maybe in January if he if he gets the right ones, I think we can be we can definitely finish up in in those top five positions. And how big would that be going into next season? Oh, it'd be absolutely massive. It'd be massive. It would be absolutely massive. But yeah, as you said, twelve points, two uh, two points behind Arsenal, Spurs, three points behind Brighton, four points behind Liverpool, and like everybody, I think we'll be for the rest of the season. Will be some points behind Manchester City. Obviously, not dropping any points uh, in the league yet. Um, yes, I am being very closely marked here by my my assistant producer here in the background. A couple of people there as well, Paul O'Neill, and thank you so much, Paul. Clean sheet, Ali after Mark and Ezri Kanza. Wow, I one hundred percent agree. I think that they're two huge positives. Uh, I've been calling for leaders. I think Ezri Kanza showed a leadership performance today. Um, you know, he was everywhere. He made lots of blocks, and and I think he was. Uh, you know, he settled things down in 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 that in that. Uh, that uh, kind of controlled manner that we like to play uh, coming out of um, you know, play out from the uh, out from the defence. It didn't mean that everything went through Pau Torres um, and like against Liverpool when they shut him down, stopped him passing out to to uh, Luca Dean. We were able mm. to go uh, to Kanza as well, and Kanza was able to play to Maddie Cash as well. So really good stuff from him. Yeah. And Philly D, thank you so much. Routine away win at the bottom half Premier League team. <laughs> <laughs> I can smell, Over. I can smell the, uh, the the salt from that one, Philly. I can <laughs> smell the salt from that one. But thank you so much uh, for that as well. A couple of more comments there from anyone. Um, story with Alex Moreno. Good point. I was going to bring it up. I thought he, w- I thought he was going to come on at some stage uh, in the game. But I think, uh, as you said before the game, Paddy, um, I think we see him probably start on Wednesday night. Uh, if he is, if he hasn't had some kind of knock, which worries me a little bit. But look, we'll we'll, we'll uh, I'm sure somebody will ask him in the presser coming up to Wednesday, or or maybe after the game what what the story was. So we'll find out soon enough. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and exactly, Alex B. Remember when Jared said we should be turning up and getting battered at Chelsea? Yeah, never again. <laughs> never again. Wiping the floor with us. Isn't that what he said? And they should be wiping the floor with us. I can't, I can't remember. If someone, if someone spends a billion, they should be wiping the floor with us. But a billion doesn't automatically buy you success. Oh, yeah. you, need, you need to have people who work together and, and, and do their best together. And it just doesn't seem that is happening at Chelsea. They, they can't get a tune out of those players. So... 
Yeah, uh, so I said Gerard is a tool. I'd rather not mention Gerard on this podcast again because he doesn't deserve it. <laughs> uh, of course, Carol, you're right. Moreno wasn't even on the bench today. And, and you said, yeah. Paddy, but then you correct yourself and say, Neil, of course. Um, so how could he have come on? Um, but uh, yeah. No, so, no. Yeah, we knew he was not. No, he said Paddy and then he corrected himself underneath and said, Neil, because I said he was on the bench. Uh, I thought he was on the bench. Yeah, I, I, I actually right. completely forgot. Yeah, that he wasn't on the bench <laughs> when I spoke there. Yeah. <laughs> I am running, even though, as I said, the, the news of my demise, my untimely demise were far off the mark. I am running on about 40% heavy night last night. So uh, I, t- I, I do take um, all, all the errors that I'm going to have today. I do take them in my stride. Or hopefully I will. Um, Error, errors are fine. We're not professionals here, Neil. Don't worry about it. We're not professionals here. <laughs> are you all right? Did you hurt your bum? Oh, somebody had a fall here behind me, but she's okay. She got straight back up. <laughs> No looking for cards either. She's great. The credit, a credit to her team. Um, um, I had another question there, Paddy. I was going to ask, and I, I can't really remember it. Anything else that you want to go through from that? Great to see Jacob Ramsey back. I thought he looked good. I thought he looked strong on the ball. Um, but it's yeah. great to see him back. It was worrying when he went down, clutching his was. his was ankle. Very, very much so, yeah. And and the brilliant performance of Peacock or whoever was videoing that couldn't show us a decent replay of what actually happened. So uh, they were more more interested in showing us the ones that Emmy Martinez saved or Chelsea missed. But uh, look, it's it's time for us to push on now and uh, wipe these big six out of the equation and, and push ourselves into those positions. That's what we need to do now. That's the only way we're going to get the respect of these TV companies and the assholes with the whistles and the cards. The only way we get respect is by being up there. So times need to change. The hope today is is the is the start of it. I, I really believe we can push on, and this this is the kind of result that we need to to show everybody that we mean business. I know people say Chelsea aren't having a great season; it's still very hard to beat at home. So great result, push on to the next one, and uh, yeah, a lot more optimistic than I was this morning. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I think that's going to do it for us for the post match podcast. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, for for stopping by. There was six over six hundred people in here at one stage. Thank you so much. Really appreciate your time. If you aren't a subscriber, please subscribe and please follow the podcast. We really, really appreciate it. We'll probably be back again really, really quickly. Maybe even tomorrow night with a preview of the Everton game as we look to move towards uh, towards the the League Cup. And um, yeah, as I say, great, great uh, start to the Sunday. Um, and uh, whatever you're doing for the rest of the day, I hope that puts a smile on your face, that one nil win. So thanks so much, everybody, for watching. Uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network.